The views expressed on this episode of My Take Radio do not reflect the views, thoughts, or feelings of the My Take Radio staff, My Take Radio advertisers, or My Take Radio content partners. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. This coverage is live and uncensored, so if you have any small children present, you may want to have them leave the room. What's up, guys? My Take Radio, episode 358, powered by RageWorks, broadcasting live Thursday, August 4th, 2016. I'm your host, Rich, and our call-in number is 347-324-3541. Again, that call-in number, 347-324-3541. If this is your first time tuning into My Take Radio, My Take Radio is a variety show that airs twice a week on Wednesday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern, usually, 8 p.m. Pacific, covering MMA and wrestling, and Thursdays we switch gears and jump into gaming, entertainment, sometimes a little tech, but the main focuses are usually gaming and entertainment. You can enjoy this show via multiple formats, audio, you can listen to it via Mixler on mtrlive.com. You can also download the Mixler app for iOS or Android and listen to the show that way. Just punch in My Take Radio and you'll be able to pull up the live audio feed 96k stereo audio sound on your mobile device you can also get that same audio quality if you are a fan of black is the new black they also stream their show live on mixler and you're able to do that as well video is broadcasted live to a couple of different providers youtube twitch vaughn live stream up and a couple of other providers so if you're on any of those services you can enjoy mtr in the privacy of your own home. In addition to that, if you are using an Xbox One or a PS4 and you have the Twitch app, you can stream the show that way and watch the video feed as well. If you can't watch the live shows, archived episodes are available in audio format on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, soon to be arriving on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Google Play. Video, of course, when it's working, uh, is going to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash official RageWorks. All right. So before we jump into tonight's show, uh, one big announcement I want to get out of the way, and it's for a contest that we are launching effectively today. Once we wrap up tonight's show, the contest will go live. And we are giving away in partnership with our friends at Rip the Apparel who sell very awesome daily pop culture inspired t-shirts and other uh, memorabilia depending on what you want whether it's tote bags whatever they are partnering with us for a very special Deadpool themed giveaway so 
As many of you are probably wondering, which is a rarity, I am wearing a tank top on air. I uh, usually don't do that for a litany of reasons, but this very cool Iron Maiden-inspired Deadpool design is the design that is going to be on all the merch we are going to be giving away in our Deadpool prize pack. So we're going to give one T-shirt, size XXL. We're also going to give one tote bag, same design. Also, and I know a lot of hardcore Deadpool fans are going to go crazy, this design is also going to be on a print, which is here. I'm going to try and wrap it up, unwrap it without messing things up. Check that out. So we're going to give this all away to one lucky listener when our contest goes live. But I sound like a game show host, but wait, there's more. So besides giving you guys T-shirts and also uh, tote bags and a bunch of other things, I've decided to put a little bit of our own prize pack in there as well. So we're going to throw in two Deadpool Pops. This one is from the Mystery Hot Topic box. And this one is the Pirate Deadpool. And last but not least, to round things out, besides us giving the pops, the poster, the double XL t-shirt, the tote bag, we're also going to give you a copy of Deadpool on Blu-ray. So think about it. We're going to give you a Deadpool Blu-ray. You know the retail price on that. We're going to give you two Deadpool pops, a t-shirt, a tote bag, and the art print that matches this, which if you're a fan of Iron Maiden, you're definitely going to want it. And if you're a fan of Deadpool, just the same. So we're going to give all that away. And now you're probably asking yourself, how can we enter? How can we win? We're going to give you guys a bunch of different ways to enter. As always, I open it up to all our different outlets that we work with, whether it's on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the case may be, we're going to give you guys all chances to win. And you're going to be able to see the details for the contest on RageWorks.net. And, um, we're, you know, the, we're doing this, number one, for you guys. Number two, because Ripped believes in what we're doing, wants to work with us, wants to give you guys kick-ass prizes. And I think that if you're a hardcore Deadpool fan, you're going to want to get your hands on that. Of course... I'm sure many people are going to be like, oh, the shirt's only in double XL. Sorry, but I too am. This tank top is double XL, and I decided to keep the tank top and include the T-shirt as the prize. So if you're, a, if you're a girl, you can obviously wear it to sleep if you wish, or you can wear it out, whatever, whatever works. And obviously for the fellas, you guys know uh, if you're a little skinnier, you're just going to have a big shirt. And if you're a bigger dude, then you know what the deal is. But nonetheless, I want to make sure you guys know that. Because I know that there's going to be someone that will message me at some point and be like, is the t-shirt only in one size? Yes, because that was the prize pack that we got. In any case, got to get that out there. We're going to get the ball rolling after we wrap up tonight's show. So keep an eye out for that on RageWorks. Also on our social media channels as well. On Twitter, at Rage underscore Works. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash official RageWorks. We're also going to make a little contest announcement on Instagram and on Snapchat as well. You can look for RageWorks on Snapchat. If you're a Snapchat user, we're going to also throw a little bit of the contest details in our Instagram story. So we're not, we're not, we're not fucking around. You know, we want to give you guys a really, really awesome prize. 
and Ripped definitely uh, a big part of that. So I want to thank Ripped Apparel for coming through and um, supporting us and believing in us. So keep an eye out. Like I said, RageWorks.net, that contest is going to go live later on after the show is over. And um, like I said, we're going to give you multiple ways to enter, uh, multiple ways to win, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. We're going we're gonna to have a little fun with this. We're going to try and engage with you guys on a different level. And that's not the only contest, obviously. I had mentioned during last night's MMA and wrestling show that the um, we had some issues setting up the Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice giveaway. So we're probably going to do that, too. And that contest is going to run in tandem, probably uh, via one outlet versus many. So maybe it'll be on Facebook or Twitter. Most likely Facebook. I like interacting with you guys on Facebook. Uh, maybe I'll do it for the guys in the Facebook group. We'll see how that goes, but that's something I'm you know, definitely looking forward to. Also, uh, got a couple of, of tech prizes I want to give away. Uh, a couple of items that we've reviewed. Uh, we want to give you guys. Uh, we got some Plantronic stuff. We have uh, some, other, some other companies that got some really cool stuff that we would love to give you guys. So keep it locked to RageWorks.net, my take radio for that stuff as well. Uh, in addition... Besides the big contest announcement that I wanted to open with, I did want to share with you guys a couple of things that if you don't check out the MMA and wrestling edition of MTR, which you should, um, uh, you may have missed. First and foremost, I mentioned yesterday, and I've shared it on social media and published a, uh, a post on the site letting people know about uh, MTR slash the Rageworks Network breaking 100,000 all-time downloads. And um, I mentioned it during last night's show. I wanted to share that milestone with you guys for a couple of reasons. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, 100,000 is a big number. That means that 100,000 people across this planet uh, gave a damn about what me, Slick, and the rest of the other hosts on the, Rage Work, on the RageWorks network had to say. Uh, that's awesome. I'm very proud to, to reach that milestone. And it's especially... Uh, very cool that it's right up, right around the anniversary of when you know my take radio restarted, and it's also right around the corner from the RageWorks anniversary, which I think for both of those we're gonna try and do something big, and I mean real big, not just oh we're gonna give you guys one thing, we're gonna try and find something awesome of extreme uh, of an extreme magnitude to give you guys. Um, we got a couple of ideas. A couple of people have reached out uh, wanting to work with us for the anniversary of RageWorks and MTR. Um, who knows? Could be could be something deep, pretty cool. Could be fucking Xbox. You never know. Um, so very, very happy for that, you know, to reach that milestone. 100,000 downloads is a nice number. Um, it's just a testament to the hard work that we're all putting in uh, in different facets, whether it's slick manning the boards or Josie's boy with Call Me When It's Over, or Jay Santee making shirts. Uh, lots, there's lots of different potential. You know, there's lot, there's a lot of moving parts to keep the ship moving. And I, um, you know, I'm I'm grateful to have some some real deal cats in you know invested in this. Uh, which also, you know, for those of you that may not know, we do have a merch store. Uh, we partnered up with T Public. Not only to offer our own merch, uh, whether it's for My Take Radio or Call Me When It's Over or TRSS, but we are also partnered with them for a ton of different pop culture t-shirts 
that are part of the Rageworks store. So you don't have to go in there necessarily and buy uh, an MTR shirt, though I would love you if, if you did. But, you know, if, if you want to pick up uh, a, a Venom T-shirt or some of the wrestling T-shirts they got, it helps us at the end of the day uh, with that stuff. You know, it's all, it's all affiliate stuff. Again, transparency. You, you guys got to understand any product that we link to, any item that we have. And I've said this before, you know, full disclosure, you are you're able to go and, you know, click on it and purchase it. And all those purchases, you may not know it, but they do help. Uh, obviously, it's all affiliate stuff. And um, again, for the sake of transparency, if you didn't know that now you do. And um, we invite you to do that. You know, if you if you shop on Amazon, you know, click one of the Amazon banners on the site. Um, you know, we're not collecting any of your personal information. Um, all we're doing is, like I said, you know, you're still shopping through Amazon. You're still doing everything. We just, you know, Amazon tosses a couple of cents our way to help to help our endeavors. And again, like I always tell you guys, I don't go and put donation buttons or PayPal or any of that stuff because, you know, nobody's here to guilt you guys to to supporting what we do. But like anything else, you guys want. Uh, daily shows, new shows, more equipment, event coverage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This stuff, you know, there's, 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 um, there, there's a cost. I mean, you know, I, and I've talked about this guy a lot. You know, I talk about Gary Vaynerchuk quite a bit. Uh, he wrote a book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, which, um, I, it's funny because after I read that book, I'm like, damn, I've applied that for years, which is basically, you know, we, we want to give you guys as much stuff as we can. But, you know, we, we have very small asks, so to speak. In other words, you know, you get uh, eight shows from us, you know, eight shows from, from just MTR and not counting all the other shows and, you know, all the content that we do, all the contests that we do. You know, the, the uh, occasionally we'll say, hey, you know, you want to participate in this event or you want to participate in this contest. Very minimal, you know, nothing crazy and not constant. I mean, right now. You know, a lot of people have asked about brawling for boobies and if we're going to do that again this year. And, um, you know, the the Joan, who I worked with at Coleman for the Cure, she's retired. So, you know, I have new people to deal with to get that off the ground. And the hardest part for me, obviously, um, being involved with Coleman. And for those of you that don't know, you know, the reason I I got involved with Coleman was, you know, uh, breast cancer took my mom. So I said for years, I'm not going to lie for years. I didn't want to do anything charity related. I didn't want to, you know, buy any pink stuff or ribbons or any of that because I was, I was bitter. I was a bitter and angry dude, uh, for a long time about it. And then I realized that, you know, if I go out there and I put myself out there and I support the cause and I do something, then, uh, some kid out there may, his mom may get some treatment that'll that'll allow him to have her for five more years or ten more years, or you know, a girl may a, a son may get a first dance, or you know, a kid may have his mom, etc., 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 whatever the case may be. And it was a big moment of clarity, and I said to myself, you know what, I'm gonna do something big or as big as humanly possible. And you know, first year first year was touch and go; it was a little rough, um, but we raised we raised you know over oh, a little over a thousand uh second year we we came out of the gate swinging slick nose uh when we we crossed the two thousand dollar threshold uh it felt really good uh you know working with coleman keeping it transparent 
allowing the donations to be handled by them to ensure that everybody knew that what we were doing was on the up and up. And uh, we did good. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of the events that we tried to organize, whether it was, you know, community game nights, etc., they were hit or miss. And um, we got to find we, we genuinely got to find out who was who was really supportive of our endeavors and who wasn't from a from a business standpoint in terms of, uh, you know, our our audiences and, and our community. We do what we can. No, nobody's forcing anybody to do anything. But, you know, occasionally you got to ask yourself when you go to bed at night, do you feel comfortable with the way you're earning your money and making an impact? Because if you don't, then you're, you shouldn't do what you're doing. That's, that's one thing. You know, I turn on these microphones, I jump on here, you know, 90 minutes, two hours. Obviously it's, it's to entertain, to, to give you guys stuff that's informative, to provide content, but it's all, it's also, you know, just, just a way to feel like I'm contributing to something, whether it's, you know, bringing in new MMA fans or educating people on wrestling or talking about certain aspects of the gaming industry that people don't discuss to, you know, recommending good movies or pe- or putting people on the map with movies that they may have not seen that then they watch and, you know, it changes them or it gives them, uh, you know, it, it gives them a pleasant experience. Nothing beats opening an email and hearing, hey, man, you know, caught your show, check this out. First time going to, uh, you know, an MMA event or first time watching this wrestling promotion or this match was amazing. Thank you so much. And, you know, you go to bed at night and you see that and you feel completely comfortable with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't sleep much. But when I do when I do shut my eyes, I feel good uh, putting something out there for for the masses. That's that's genuine. So with that said, um, uh, we're going to probably give Brawling for Boobies another shot this year. Uh, details probably towards the end of September. Uh, if we do something, it will be in October and, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes again, you know, no pressure on anybody, but if you're interested in partnering with us, uh, if you want to do something locally, I, I definitely would love to talk with you and, um, hopefully we can do something big for charity and make, make a huge impact because that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, don't get me wrong. Making an impact with our content is great, but doing something good for somebody else is pretty awesome too next thing i did want to address and um i mentioned this last night new podcast on the horizon uh focusing on comics uh collectibles some entertainment stuff but mainly comic stuff uh it's going to be called the variant issue and it's going to be monthly uh myself and jimbo slice are going to be putting that out uh we're going to be recording soon details very soon but we're going to do it monthly to see, you know, we'll see how it goes. If it, if it, if it's something that's, that's over, that, that's met with overwhelming response, we can always go more than monthly, but we're going to try doing it as a monthly series for now. But keep an eye out for the variant issue on Rageworks coming soon. So there is that. Again, you know, we do have Call Me When It's Over with Josie's Boy, TRSS with Jay Santi. We have TRSS Overtime right now, which is a spinoff of TRSS with smaller, uh, miniseries right now we got views from section 536 with uh, met fan matt talking about baseball uh really really good dude putting in a lot of hard work uh that show is monthly jay santi works the boards on that show but met fan matt holds it down if you are into major league baseball 
and are a diehard fan, definitely check it out. If you're a Met fan, you're, you're definitely going to want to empathize and, and hear what he has to say about the team and what's going on in New York sports as well. So shout out to those guys, of course. Ben and Taylor, Black is the New Black. Uh, the only place where you can mix hip-hop, nerd shit, and, of course, sports under one umbrella. It's gritty, it's edgy, and, you know, those guys, they've they've really carved out a great niche for themselves. So, you know, we're giving you guys plenty of choices to check out in that regard. Now, as for what we got on deck for tonight, gaming is a little light, but I know that Slick has some stuff he wants to address. I do want to talk about an interesting story that um, actually touched my cold, dead heart in a, uh, in a, in a, in a pretty meaningful way. Um, you know, it involved a, a young man who had autism and, um, you know, Pokemon Go. And it was crazy to read this story and see what happened. Uh, definitely, um, like I said, definitely quaked a little feeling out of the kid. I was like, wow, that's, 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 that's crazy. That's deep. Um, on the entertainment side, we got a couple of different things we want to get into. Uh, hopefully this weekend I'll be able to go check out Suicide Squad and, um, you know, share my thoughts on it. The reviews thus far have been mixed, much like I expected. And some people thought that it was just a fun movie. Other people thought that it was a festering pile of shit. I will, of course, make my own determination and then take it from there. But with that said, let's wrap up this housekeeping and jump into this week's gaming news, shall we? So I want to talk about this story because it was it was crazy. I actually saw it of all places on comicbook.com, which I do read, even though I've always said, you know, I try to I try to keep my my ear to the ground with a lot of news. My RSS feed is, you know, my RSS on Feedly with all the different websites I read sometimes goes into the thousands. And we're talking about thousands upon thousands of different links and articles. And occasionally there's stuff, obviously, that assists us for show prep. But then there's stuff that I follow for my my own my own benefit. I mean, for those of you that follow that followed my Instagram for a while before I started my own personal Instagram, you guys know I like you know I like uh, I'm into sneakers. I like sneakers. Um, so you know, shared 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 a couple of pics about that. Obviously, you guys know I collect pops. Uh, that's no secret. Collect action figures too, and games and gadgets and all kinds of stuff. But um, while I was on comicbook.com, I read. A story and it just jumped out because it said uh, the title was Pokemon Go players show support for teen with autism who was bullied. Now, as I as I read that article, you know, I started, you know, I, I marked it off with a star to read it later on in the day. And, you know, I've, I've mentioned on air, you know, one of my one of my siblings, one of my older sisters has autism. And, you know, it's it's tough. You know, sometimes sometimes you got to deal with some stuff. Sometimes you gotta you got you gotta threaten to split a fucker's head open uh, if they if they treat your your sibling poorly. That may have happened once or twice in my life, maybe maybe more than once or twice in some instances. But nonetheless, um, you know it's 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 interesting because you know when you when people look at autism, there's there's a lot of different spectrums. There's a lot of different uh, types. There's you know the mild. There's mild forms. There's hyper aggressive forms there's you know middle of the road higher functioning it varies from individual to individual now you know when my sister was diagnosed with it we're talking you know she was born in 89 we're talking about diagnosis maybe in 93 94 
when people actually have started putting a name to it and knew what was going on, there was there was you know there was a lot of misinformation. There was a lot of different uh, viewpoints with regards to how it works, and it's funny because my sister, for example, is she is a mimic, so like she'll ask you she'll you'll say hello she'll say hello how are you i'm okay fine thank you so you know she'll answer the question after she asks or sometimes she'll mimic the question first and then repeat it back and then answer it but you know it's it's she can still communicate obviously you know her her communication skills are obviously a little uh less advanced than most people uh, hell i mean i know some people that don't even have autism and can't communicate anyway but that's that's a separate issue in any case um one of the things that brought us closer together was video games you know when um when when she was learning to to interact with us she would stand on the cri- at her crib or in the playpen and watch me play it all started with you know mario on the nes then Super Nintendo, then as she got older, she learned to hold a controller, and fast forward to the present, you know, she has a a pretty decent library of games, comprised of mostly Nintendo and and Genesis cartridge stuff, and then, you know, we ended up getting her a Wii U later on, and she has a a DS and a 3DS and etc., and she plays the games occasionally, sometimes, you know, she she may or may not put a game on the stove and set it on fire. It has happened uh, on more than one occasion. These are these are the these are the things you got to deal with. So, in any case, now that I've given you guys a little you know a little humanized portion of, of the story, basically, uh, for those of you that don't know, obviously, Pokemon Go was released on mobile devices. Which, if you're you got to be living under a rock to not know that, but nonetheless, um, you know it, it's 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 been a factor. It, for both good press and bad press and middle of the road. Uh, good press, uh, bringing people together, bringing gamers together, bringing people outside, helping people interact, etc., etc. The good things. The bad things, obviously, people wandering into other people's property unannounced, um, you know, people getting robbed, people finding dead bodies, you know, like anything else. And then there's the middle of the road stuff where. You know, Nintendo posts a huge, huge gain, and then they find out that they didn't even make the fucking game, and they post a huge, huge loss, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, what ends up happening is, you know, it's it's like any anything else that's a buzzword. There's the good, there's the bad, and then there's the really ugly. So when I opened up this story, what ends up happening is a, a 15-year-old boy, um, his name was Ty Swartout, was playing Pokemon Go with his mom, at uh, Temple Beach Park in Arizona. While they were playing the game, they decided to take a break uh, under a tree, just relax. And they were approached by two men who stomped on a bottle of barbecue sauce, which squirted all over the the young man and his mom. Uh, The bullies then, you know, called the kid a retard. Um, You know, just, just really, really terrible, terrible, terrible things. And as I read that story, I got, I genuinely got angry. And you know, there's a running, there's a running gag amongst our, our, our staff, especially Slick, about that, that I'm usually always mad, but I have stages of mad. There, there's very few times when I'm not. But, um, you know, 
for me, for me, I read that and I was, I was angry, like, like very, very angry because I'm reading that and I'm like, here you have a parent who's trying to find a way to reach their kid who has this, this disability and they get, they get, you know, they pretty much get assaulted for it in any case. Um, you know, the, uh, the mom told the sister about it and she shared an account on the local Pokemon Go page. So, you know, she writes, uh, my mom did everything she could to protect him by shielding him with her body. She came to me almost in tears with barbecue sauce crusted in her hair. No mother should ever have to protect her child in this way. He had every right to play just like anyone else. My poor mother had to wash her and my brother off with a bottle of water. She was humiliated. And for what? So I'm reading this and, and still just just angry. Just, just, just angry because, you know, I think, I think of my sister going out into the community with, you know, her, her group or when she goes out with my grandmother and I, and, and, and I put myself in that situation. And obviously first thing that comes to mind is, you know, one, eight, seven, you know, murder, death, kill immediately. And what parent or, 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 or parental figure wouldn't feel that way. So as I'm reading it, you know, um, you know, the post gained traction. And then on July 31st, a bunch of players actually convened in the park to play with, you know, the, the individual, the, the young man, Ty. And, you know, they gifted him a whole bunch of, of Pokemon merch. And it was, it was cool, you know. It's, um, it was crazy because it wasn't like the family went on there asking for anything. It was, you know, the, the goodness, the goodness of, of people. And it's crazy because, you know, we, we, we read these stories and, we always talk about some some of the worst things. I mean, I had a a conversation with with Jimbo Slice yesterday off air, and um, you know we were talking about what's going on in the world. You know, police brutality, racism, uh, the election. You know, we we talked we talked about some real stuff. So you know, you read stuff like this, and and you say to yourself, "Damn, you know, there's still genuinely good human beings in this world." And it's, you know, for me, it's crazy just because it's like, you're, you know, where do people do come up with the, with the wherewithal? Well, let me rephrase that. Where do people get the, the gall and the balls to do something like that? That's just terrible. You know, it really was. And, and it was funny because, you know, uh, the, the, the young man's sister was like, you know, if you see something like this happen, please don't stand idly by, even if you can't do anything about the people that did it at least helped the family and helped the other people. And um, it's true. Too many times, man, things happen in this world and people are quick to pull out a phone and document instead of seeing what's happening. You know how many times I've read about people here in New York City that fall on the subway tracks? Either they're pushed by a crazy homeless guy because it does happen more times than people care to admit uh, or people that, that you know get dizzy and fall on the tracks and there, you know, somebody does rush to help them, but there's always cell phone video was captured of the individual falling on the track. And it makes you wonder, like the amount of time it took you to whip out that cell phone and hit record to to capture that person falling. You know, wh- wh- why couldn't you have just have run over there and maybe grab them before they fell or see if they needed help or whatever the case may be? And, and you know, they're like it's one of those things. And I joke about it. You know, sometimes I say, you know, we're. Uh, you know, people are they want to live through their mobile devices rather than live in the real world. And it's funny because, you know, when you look at concerts and you look at certain things, 
you see people at a concert holding their phone up, focused on trying to get that one great shot, that one great video that'll that'll get people that'll get people noticed, that'll get them noticed, give them social relevancy. And you know, sometimes sometimes you just want to live. You know, you want to just live and not and enjoy it, live in the moment. I mean, it's cool to take pictures. Hell, it's cool to take video. I I do that, and and I'll be honest. I am not a photogenic person. I do not like to be photographed. On the contrary, I hate to be photographed. If you've seen any picture of me mostly on the internet, whether it's because uh, we're personally acquainted or covering an event, 90, 90% of the time I have zero, zero smile, zero anything because, you know, I'm, I just don't, I don't feel photogenic, you know, like that's not me. So it's funny Cause you know, I, I, I go out there and I take photos of food. You know, I, I like, I like taking pictures of food, uh, cause I like to eat <laughs> or, you know, I like taking pictures of, of cool toys or cool moments. Uh, my, my sneakers, shit like that. Nine times out of 10, you'll, you'll see a picture of a shirt I'm wearing or a pair of shoes or something before you see my face. Uh, it's very rare. I do that just cause it's just not me. But the funny thing is that, you know, you look at situations like this where, you know, you're walking through a park and you see this happening and, you know, I'm going to be honest. It's like if I were walking through a park and I saw some shit like that, it would it would be bad. It would it would be bad. And somebody somebody would get hurt terribly. So it's, you know, like I said, the story, it angered me. But the payoff, you know, the, the quote unquote payoff was worth it you know i it just it just showed that there's still community whether it's you know fellow gamers or fellow geeks i mean i've read some really heartwarming stories from you know people that are going to comic-con or people with special needs that that are trying to meet certain celebrities and stuff and and the lengths that people go to to make that happen it's it's heartwarming stuff and i wanted to share this story for three reasons number one because it just shows that obviously good people in the world number two that gaming still even though it's considered by many an isolated experience because you're home or whatever it, it still brings people together somehow e- even xbox live and play and playstation plus if you're playing on there you know yeah you're talking trash to each other but you're still communicating you're still utilizing some form of communication it's not all text messages and instant messenger or facebook messenger it's still real world interactions hell i still value them before i i worked in in the office i'm in now i would walk to a person's cubicle or a person's office before i would send an email or pick up a phone call because i still value and i still do face-to-face interactions you know i value conversations i value real emotion because you know what it is as much as i love gadgets and technology and you know i'm pretty much prepared to become a cyborg at a moment's notice. Uh, the fact is that there's still old school shit that I'm still a fan of. Simple as that. Anyway, aside from that, I know that our very own Slick uh, had some stuff he wanted to add, so I'm going to queue him up and uh, see what he has to add for the gaming segment for this week. And then we will switch gears, jump into the entertainment side of things. And as always, if you want to participate, feel free to call in 347 347- Three two four three five four one three four seven three two four three five four one. Make sure to hit option one to get queued up, and you will go into the screening room and get prepped if you would like to call into the show. 
or you can go to mtrlive.com. We have a live chat in progress, and you can interact there as well. All right, so let's see what Slick has on the docket for us tonight. Mr. Slick. What's good, man? What's going on, brother? It's been a long day, but, you know, everything's good. Yep, I know you were. You, um, were, you jumped into the uh, the Batman game. I know that. Yes, yes, that was definitely enjoyable. And if anybody is interested in the Batman uh, game from Telltale Games, you can see the full playthrough of the first episode at um, <clears throat> on my YouTube site, which is in the show notes. And also, the, there's a link to that in RageWords.net. Uh, there's an article on that which has the full video on it. So just go to the RageWorks Slick Stream and Tuesday's episode, which I believe was episode, well, there were two episodes on Tuesday. It would be the second one. It had the Batman episode uh, played in full. Nice. Real, really what I wanted to go over were like just the, the games of August. Okay. You mentioned to me earlier that there, there wasn't a lot of news today, but there's a really good crop of games for, for people to look forward to this month. And I'm just picking the ones that either have my interest or things that we talk about or that our fans would like. All right. Like, what do you got? For one, in our chat right now, we have Dark Helmet, and I'm sure he'll love to know. I don't have a date right now, but it says that the um, Fallout 4 Nuka World DLC is scheduled to come out sometime this month. I find out exactly when, I'll definitely let you know. Um, aside from that, you know, we start, basically, games are like are like movies, if for anybody that doesn't know, in general, they come out on Tuesday. Right. Like, Nintendo will usually keep Friday. on Friday, but, you know, they, they release a game once every blue moon. <laughs> Sad but true. Sad but true. Uh, this past Tuesday, August 2nd, Aside from the Batman game that, that Rich just mentioned, there's a game, one of um, Sony's first-party games, which I tried to get them to grace me with, but uh, no no dice on that. Abzu, which is made by the creators of Journey. Abzu is like a... Um, it's really more of like an exploration game where uh, you're you play the part of a diver and you just are going through like this rich world of sea life. Okay. It's really, really a beautiful game. Like anybody that was blown away by the visuals and journey journey moves over for this game because literally there are tens of thousands of, of fish on screen at, at the same time. And like just like the patterns of their movement and just the different, all the different forms of sea life. Cause it's not just, you know, I'm drawing random fish. They are, they, they put in representations of actual sea life. And nice. like when you ride it, when you ride in like, if you ride a dolphin, like they tell you what type of dolphin you're riding. Oh, nice. So it's considering it's, I hate to say it's just like a glorified tech demo. Cause really you're just swimming around, but so there, echo there the dolphin. story to it. It's, <laughs> They, somebody actually did make that comparison, but there, there is a story behind it. Like I, I watched a um, like a 26 minute demo of it. There's more. There's a, there actually is more than just swimming around and playing with fish. But um, 
it's twenty bucks on PSN. I believe there was a, a discount, but that was a pre-order discount, and we are past the release date. Gotcha. So it's twenty bucks, people. Not bad, twenty dollars. Uh, Definitely not a bad move. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying here. Please don't, don't die on air. No, sir. Next week is a huge week for for gamers, really, because one of the games that people have been talking about for since last year, maybe even the year before, drops on Tuesday. No Man's Sky comes out. Ah, finally. You finally get to see if this is worth all the hype. I nice. Mean, definitely just the fact that, that it's a procedurally generated universe that is essentially endless, as endless as the real universe, because it's procedurally generated. It's definitely going to be something to see. I want to see it. Like I said, once again, this is a Sony first party game. I tried to get in touch with them, but I haven't heard anything back yet. Thanks, Sony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw that out there. It's all good. Um, yeah, that's a whole other issue. The week after is yet another Sony first party game, uh, Bound, which I don't know if you've seen that. It's um, it's gener- It's like uh, poly- polygonal graphic style. But the character moves as a ballerina, and it's like really kind of psychedelic because the 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 world the world like opens up before your feet and stuff like that. And she she just moves around like a ballerina the whole game. Nice. It, it's really something to see. Like I don't know if I would if I would um, be buying it, but I, I definitely want to see more of it. Okay. And. Last year, uh, Ubisoft for the um, for the PlayStation faithful, they they gave us Grow Up for a um, one of the I forgot what months, but it was one of the free games that PlayStation Plus members would get when they released, and um, I think it was August. But this year they have the sequel to Grow Up, and uh, it's not one of the free PlayStation games, but of course not. it looks it looks really good. If you like the first one, you know, it's worth picking up. That that along with Bound comes out on August 16th. The nice. uh, week after that is a big week for me especially, and a big week for many gamers because August tw- 23rd is... Go ahead, Rich. Madden. That Madden. That's right. Madden, Madden 17 a- comes out on August 23rd, which means that on August 22nd, you'll be standing outside your favorite Best Buy or GameStop. Well, let's 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 keep it let's keep it real. On August 24th, a bunch of people will be calling <laughs> in sick to work. Wow, that's what's going to happen. Listen, I made wow. there was one year I decided to pick up Madden, and I forgot what it was. I picked it up the following day of release. I'm like, ah, I play online occasionally. I went online, played a guy, you know, in the matchmaking mode, and he pops up. This dude had, like, a 96-0 and 0 record. I'm like, the game came out yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Where did you get the time to amass 96 victories? Where? How old are you? Cause I'm like, especially because like how how long are these games? It really you can set the yeah. The I think it's five minutes, minute right? quarter. Yeah, I think it's five. It was five minute quarters at the time. 
It was it was insane. I'm like, yo, how are you 96 and 0? I mean, don't get me wrong. I know guys that play the game religiously. That you know, they got they go, they buy the playbook, they buy it, they memorize the playbook. If they're a hardcore fan of a team, they know that team's playbook inside and out. So as soon as they start playing, they don't even play games to get familiar with the controls. They just go right to live mode and jump in, and that's it. I mean, I've seen that with first person shooters too, but for sports games in particular. To see somebody amass a record like that within, you know, hours, not even days, hours, you know, is insane. And and it's not even like you're gaming the system and cheating because it's like you still got to put in, even if it was drop connections here and there, you still got to pull, you got to play at least one or two quarters a game. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I want to give a shout out to one of my um, YouTube partners. On YouTube, he goes by Deep Fried Neil, and he will be not only getting Madden, but he he plays in like the the um he's very competitive in the game. He said he's going to be doing like league play and stuff. Right. He, he played he's he's played it professionally for money before. Nice. So it it gets that serious. Yeah, and that's what it is, man. I mean, and again, that's that's just the the, the camaraderie of being a gamer, you know, but. The thing about Madden in particular is the fact that Madden has become a an institution for EA. Like think about it, there's launch parties, there's all this crazy stuff. Like like when Madden gets announced, it, the, the the announcement of Madden is twofold. Number 1, obviously, it is a brand new installment of a game whose franch- whose whose history is legendary, but also it is that one pleasant reminder that lets you know if you're a football fan that the season is going to start very soon. Yep. And that and that my friend is where I understand how it goes. And and you know it's funny because Madden when I was younger I played, you know, I played Joe Montana football on Genesis. That was my shit. Played it religiously. Um then I remember that when Madden, I want to say it was Madden when it was on Genesis at the time that the cartridge had like a yellow square in the corner. Do, do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah, I and, do. Yeah, and, and you know, it's just like uh, the the fact that that game had tho- those humble beginnings back then. You know, it was just a cartridge just competing against Joe Montana football or whatever other you know NFL game day when the original PlayStation came out. And it's still kicking ass and moving units. And how many times do we talk MPD numbers and Madden is top of the charts for at least three months? It is what it is. I mean, it definitely will carry into it definitely will carry through the Black Friday and clean up on Black Friday. Yep, because you know and they always drop, drop it for drop forty bucks. After Christmas. Yep. Hell, they're doing an Xbox One S bundle with Madden. Well, they always do. Yep. Xbox One S is getting a bundle, and then they're doing a Halo bundle, which, you know, for me, I was, you know, I said I was going to pick up an Xbox One S, and um, still am, but I'm like, fuck, I may, I may, I may just wait it out and, and get the, uh, grab that Halo bundle, just because I never bothered to pick up the Master Chief collection anyway, so, eh, you know, take it for a spin. There you go. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, you think that my take radio hates that Madden because we shit on it left and right, but... We're praising Madden for what it is. Nope. I, I, here's the thing. I, I've always said it. I, I shit on Madden. I give Madden a hard time because EA gets complacent. And like I've always said, iron sharpens iron. You need competition. When EA secured the license, the NFL license, to make games, 
on their own and you know 2K couldn't compete against them anymore i knew that it was it was a it was not not it wasn't a death knell for the for the genre but it was one of those instances where you said to yourself damn i wish this game was better because at the end of the day, an innovation here, an innovation there, at the end of the day, the competition is what makes the innovation g- good for the rest of us. Think about it. The iPhone, exactly. was, the iPhone was the number one phone in the world for how long? Samsung may or may not have stepped their game up and stolen some of their ideas. Maybe, maybe not. But, you know. <laughs> allegedly. That, allegedly. You know, that's, 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 always, that's always subjective, depending on who you talk to and whether they're a fanboy or not. But at the end of the day... You got to understand that iPhones that do amazing stuff are being done number one because Apple's trying to innovate, but number two because they want they like being number one. And you're not going to stay number one not innovating unless, of course, you're like you know a company that makes toilet paper. <laughs> I've always said that iPhone would actually probably still be on top if they had let other people utilize iOS and make phones, but. It is what it is. You know what it is. I, I understand. I understand that logic, and and you know to kind of just veer into that briefly. Um, you know, Tuesday we went to the uh, the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven uh, unveiling, unpacked uh, videos for that will be on YouTube very soon. Lots of editing, but seeing that, you know, they you you pull out a phone. And you're like, all right, it's a phone. What does it do? And it's like, oh, it has a pen. You write on it. Okay, cool. But they're like, oh, you know, we want to talk about security. And it's like, all right, what so? What, what are you guys doing? Well, you know, you could use your fingerprint and a fancy, you know, uh, pentagram that you use to unlock your phone or a pin code, whatever you want to use. Well, we're going to take it a step further. You're going to unlock your phone with your eyeball. And I was like, all right, yeah, okay. I'm like, sounds, sounds cool. Let's see it. So they did the announcement. I went downstairs for the demo and, you know, with, with uh, my colleague Danny from Royal Flush, go down for the demo. Guy goes, check this out. We're going to we're going to map your eye. And what happens is, you know, you got the guys in the tinfoil hats. Oh, man, they're getting they're getting our eyes now. They got our fingerprints and now they got our eyes. <laughs> it's, it's the end of the world, you know, and, and listen. We, we've reached a point where our information, in some shape, way, or form, is everywhere. If the government wanted to know our exact movements, they can. And they don't even need Facebook for that. <laughs> you know? Nope. It's, it's just, that's... that's the, you got this little thing in your pocket. Yep. They, they'll find you regardless. Yeah, you know, sure, biometrics and eye scans and all this other stuff, that's, that, you know... Uh, being able to to hijack your 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 microphone and your phone to hear your conversations or all that shit. Yes, all that stuff could happen, but so can terrorism. You know, so can anything. An asteroid can hit Earth. It can happen. The zombie thing, maybe not, but you never know. But <laughs> you know, everything else is fair game. And with that, you know, I went downstairs. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, all right, it takes your eye. And and the first thing the guy said is. We don't keep your your retina scan. We don't house it anywhere. It doesn't live on your phone. What it does is it creates a bi- uh, it creates a code off of your off of your retina, and that code is what unlocks the phone. So it maps your eye, 
creates a code, whatever it is, you know, a bunch of zeros and ones, and it unlocks your phone. And the crazy thing is they were like, yeah, you know, that's going to be tied to purchases. It's going to be tied to. So you'll be able to, hey, you want to pay for this? Let me just look at my phone. All right. I, the, the purchase is approved. You know, we're, we're reaching we're reaching that point where you won't need a wallet to carry stuff. You know, you know, the, the one thing that I've always said that needs to be digital that still hasn't been done yet is being able to co- keep a digital copy of the registration for your car. No, you know, and and the problem Which is, is weird because of all the all the other stuff that is digital. Well, think about this, and and, and you know, we're, we're we kind of veered into left field, but just think about this for one second. N- you know, people that aren't, I don't want to say well versed. How many people do you know that just leave their registration and insurance in like a little plastic pouch in their car? Um, a lot. Guilty. Yes. There you go. Now think about yeah. this. I, I, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a person of ill repute, which may or may not be true. And, um, I steal your car. I got your registration. Uh, yeah. I got your registration and your insurance. Thanks. See what I mean? You're right. And, and this is what I'm talking about. We're, we're reaching a point where, you know, certain conveniences. Yeah. Some stuff is better than others. And is big brother always watching? Sure. But listen, it, when you're plugged into the matrix, somebody's always going to be watching. That's it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, 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 Google it, Google is going to be concerned if you're looking up how to kill your spouse or how to how to abort your own baby or you know anything of that magnitude. Yes, they're, they they they're gonna you know you may have some dudes in trench coats and suits knocking on your door, but if they they're not gonna they're not gonna come knocking on your door if you decide that you want to look up gnome porn. Wow, you know, like, but but I'm just I'm I'm serious. Like like people are worried about. It's like, hey, you know what I'd be worried about if you were looking up how to make homemade napalm, or how to you know shoot a plane out of the sky, or yes, yes, I want them to knock on your damn door immediately, or kick it down, or kick it down. Yes, I I need you I need you to be spoken to just in case. You know, it, 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 we had an interesting conversation a few months back, me and a, a guy I work with about guns. And I was like, listen, man, you want to have a shotgun, an AK, or whatever, that's fine. But much like a car which can kill you, I'd like to know if you're not a fucking lunatic. That's all. <laughs> you know? It's always helpful. Yeah, but, it's but that's, helpful information. But that's really it, man. And I'm, and I'm being completely honest. You know, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a fan of guns personally. I like knives, just, you know, stereotypes. But, you know, I like knives and I like swords. I collect a lot of I I actually have the two two replica swords from Kill Bill. I have a replica sword from Highlander. I got a whole bunch of of crazy stuff. I like that stuff. I like sharp objects. It is what it is. I mean, even even my kitchen knives and the stuff I used to cook and I, I make sure, like, oh man, this knife was honed by you know a hermit in in you know in Okinawa that was bored, you know, like shit like that. Like, I like that level of 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 artistry, you know. Guns are the metal like, was folded three thousand times. Yep, but 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 guns, much like much like knives, yes, they can kill people, but they're still tools, you know. And I always tell people, it's like I can go into Home Depot, buy a pickaxe hop on the bus to come home and stab the bus driver with the pickaxe. That's a tool. Still a weapon. 
Right? Don't remind me that a guy went crazy with a freaking axe two blocks from my house. Exactly. But but think about that. That guy, no joke, and we're we're again we're going real world here for a second. Walked into a hardware store, a Home Depot, wherever, bought a hatchet. Nobody batted an eyelash. Why? Because hatchet. What can possibly go wrong? Well, let me let me paint a, a picture for you. You know. Like, but that's what I mean. So it's like, you know, when going going into that that area, it's like people are worried about this or that or or you know, oh, too much of this or you know, Google knows everything. Yes, yes, they do. But you also use Google to look up shark porn. Sorry, but it happens. You know, like like that's what I mean. But. Seeing this technology unfold, and it, it takes me back to what Joe Rogan said in, in uh, one of his stand-ups. He goes, we're worried, we're scared, of te- we're scared of technology, but don't let you open up Facebook on your phone and that shit not work. Oh, you're going to be mad. Exactly. <laughs> or don't let you not be able to get that text message or that email with the confirmation for those t- concert tickets that you didn't have to wait online six hours to buy. <laughs> Because you bought them from the comfort of your fucking couch. Right? <laughs> exactly. Or, or the best one. Uh, mm-hmm. This flight sucks, man. It has no Wi-Fi. You are in a tube that is flinging you across the country in hours. I always joke about that. In hours. Hours. What used to take your ancestors months and years is taking hours. And you're concerned that you can't watch Keyboard Cat. On your tablet, or cat porn, or cat porn. But that's that's what I mean, man. So, you know, this level of innovation, this level of creativity, it's necessary. You know, bringing it a full circle to the EA thing. EA makes sports games, damn good ones. Can they make them better? Sure, but they need a company to come to come into their backyard and say, "Hey, we're gonna do football better than you." For them to turn around and say, yeah, we'll show you. We'll show you why we've been number one all these years. And you know who benefits? Us, the gamers. We benefit because we get the best graphics, the coolest moments, the most realistic games possible. Well, the reason why they've been number one is because they're freaking football players. You turn turn around and it says five on the back. Anybody else makes a football game and it says... Blarg, Blarg, It'll it'll be like no, it'll no, be no, like no. fret Blarv. They turn around. It says and card. Yep. <laughs> Here, <laughs> starting for the Green Bay Grocery Packers, fret Blarv. Exactly. That, that's that's what will happen. Like that, but that's part of the reason they just lock down the license. I mean, even NBA, the NBA, a lot of NBA games for years couldn't use Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan had his own rights that you had to work, that you had to negotiate. That was really annoying. Yep, it would be player twenty three by either putting in his likeness to, to to um let you create a character or having an unlockable character that yep. was just J. Yep. Think about this. Think about the fact that you couldn't play. As Michael Jordan in NBA Jam, a game that is tailor made for Michael Jordan. 
you had to play as whatever the the guy was. I forgot what the guy's Daddy name Pippen. was. <laughs> no, you. I mean, don't get me wrong. You played as Pippen and Horace Grant, or um, you know, Steve Kerr or Tony Kukoc or Dennis Rodman and Scotty. But for Jordan, you didn't have that. You'd have like a code that you'd put in, and you'd get a guy that was like air swoosh or some shit that was supposed to be Jordan. You know, he would have a smaller head and bigger ears or whatever. But you knew in your heart of hearts, like that's that's Jordan. That's Jordan in that game. Jordan. But no, not the case. But that's what I mean. Like, you know, when 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 NBA 2K locked up the, the you know, being able to use Jordan in the game and then NBA Live did too, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, all right, I could use I could use Jordan and that's awesome. But that's what I mean. Like if that none of that would have happened if another company wouldn't have said, hey, we're going to get Michael first, you know? Yeah. So the better game gets the, the better game gets it at the end of the day. And. Again, I tell people, and I and I want to reiterate what Slick said. I bash Madden because they don't like to innovate and they get complacent. I don't bash Madden because it's a it's a shitty game. I bash it because they're complacent. Trust me. The, if they put when I went to see the last game, the last Madden game at the EA event, I played it and I was like, wow, I may actually buy this game because I in, it went back to what made it great, and that was making the game. Fun. I remember you saying that too. Yep. You know, all the core values of the game were there where it wasn't just, oh, my God, I got to read 18 pages of plays. It was like, all right, I can pick up a controller and start playing within five minutes. But God forbid that that exclusive NFL rights that comes away from EA, I guarantee you somebody else like 2K will make a football game. It'll be amazing. And the next day you'll see Madden 18 is like... Madden 18, the freaking football players come out of the screen and give you a high five and pat you on the ass. Exactly. That's what's going to happen. All of a sudden, EA will be super innovative. Yep. All of a sudden, they'll give you a free VR headset with the game to put you in the stadium while you're playing. (laughs) Right now, yeah, we just improved passing. Yeah, we just improved passing. Or, hey, we're going to let you play as if you were the quarterback and you can see through his eyes. And it's like... Great. <laughs> That's fantastic. I remember, I think it was like maybe 05 to 07 was like every year's like this year's the passing game, this year's the running game, this year's the pass, this yep. year's the running game. And it was just like going back and forth like really. I used to just say I used to just say <laughs> like all they would do is that's all they would really change. I used to say can we just get the ambulance driving back out on the field to pick up the guys when they get hurt? Can I just get that back? Crazy. That's it. But um, I did want to mention one one news story, and and this was the only thing, and then you know I'll let you add whatever's left. Two um, K actually announced some of the roster for WWE Two K Seventeen, which many of you know obviously has Brock Lesnar as the cover athlete. Now, as I I, I want to go through this because they announced um a handful of superstars, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read them off to you and. We'll see. We'll see what you have to say. Aiden English, Booker T, Brian Pillman, rest in peace. Brian Pillman is awesome. Uh, Brie Bella, Chris Jericho, Diego, and Fernando. So you got the Matadors in there who are now the shining stars. Just let that sink in. Um, Eric Rowan, because who cares? Heath Slater, who should probably not even be on a roster. Like Heath Slater should be play. He, you should turn on the game and he should jump out on the screen and be like, "Please, please put me in the game, please." 
He that should, would be incredible. They should make him DLC that is day one and free. Like, he's not even in the roster. It's like a question mark, and then all of a sudden you get Heath Slater day one DLC. Um, Jimmy and Jay Uso, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Connor and Victor, because who cares? Uh, Larry Zabisco, Nikki Bella, R-Truth, Simon Gotch, and the Ultimate Warrior. So far. So that's true. Archers run out during matches and try to kiss Pokemon? I guarantee you they will find a way to do something dumb. Like I said during last night's show, R-Truth's entrance should be Vince with an organ grinder, you know, dressed as an <laughs> organ grinder, turning the little fucking, the little crank, and R-Truth <laughs> just comes dancing out. With a cup. With a cup. With a little tin cup. But not, you, you know Awful. what the problem is? The problem is with, with 2K17 and this is the only thing I want to say, is that they'll tell you, hey, you got the largest roster ever. But that's because we're going to give you corporate Kane, bald Kane, long-haired Kane, attitude era Kane, Kane that debuted when he ripped the cage door off, Kane with the two different color eyes. Like, and here's the worst part. They all take up a slot. Like, it's not even like you can pick Kane and then just click down to all the different versions. No. No, you get seven different canes, or you get WCW Big Show, regular Big Show, Big Show. They used to smoke cigarettes on the way to, on the way to the ring. I was gonna say smoking Big Show. Yep. Oh, or no, that would be smoking Paul White. Smoking Paul White, or you get Booker T, regular Booker T, King Booker, Harlem Heat Booker T, GI Bro. <laughs> a Rooney Booker T. That's it. And and that's and that's my gripe every time. They'll be like, this is the largest roster for 2016. And it's like, okay, but you gave us three different versions of The Rock and four different versions of Stone Cold and three different versions of Triple H. Because think about it. They give you short-haired Triple H, DX Triple H, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the aristocrat. Come on. In WWE No Mercy, which is old as hell. You'd pick the superstar, and you'd have all the different attires. Let's go even. That. Let's go even newer. You'd play Injustice, the DC fighting game. You could have regular Batman, movie Batman, you know, Frank Miller Batman, Batman Beyond, whatever. You just pick the option. Hell, in the freaking the Batman game that just came out, you can change the the, the color of the console. It can be blue, it can be freaking purple, or that's right. it can be red to look like Batman Beyond. Right. So what does that tell you? And that's what I mean. Like, like that's my only gripe. Like, the WWE games on 2K so far have been pretty good. I, I feel that they, they, they definitely try and, and get you with the, with the limited editions and the DLC. But the biggest thing, the biggest offense for me as a gamer is the fact that they just cram it full of superstars, but... There's doubles and triples of a lot of them, and they take up slots. And then what they do is they go, oh, yeah, you want these NXT guys? Well, you got to buy the season pass. It's like, I'm like, listen, I'd rather pay five bucks more for the game, and they're already in there, and I don't need, you know, three different versions of, of Triple H. Like, I mean, Mick, like Mick Foley. They're not going to stop, though. Yeah, I know, dude, but think about it. If you pick Mick Foley, Mick Foley is Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and Mick Foley. Like, I shouldn't have to have a slot for Mick Foley, a slot for Cactus Jack, and a slot for Dude Love, and a slot for Mankind. And another one for Mankind. Yeah. Like, think about it. 
It's, it's ridiculous. Like, 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 why would you do that when you can just pick the character and then hit, I don't know, Y or L1 and it'll say, hey, this version, that version, and the moveset will change accordingly. It's stupid. It's crazy. It's like the worst part is when they make you pay for them, though. Yep. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, we're going to give you this DLC with legends. It's like, okay, great. Who are they? And then it like, go. Then it'll King be like. comes with the game. Why am I paying for Isaac Yankum? Yep. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Why am I paying for Isaac Yankum? That is, a, that is a perfect way to sum that up. Why am I paying for Isaac Yankum DDS? Anyone? Bueller? And that's exactly it. And that, my friend, is my biggest issue with the game. My biggest issue is they, they really need to go back to simple controls and stop trying to make it freaking Tekken. They re- that, the controls definitely leave a lot to be desired. I mean, the same thing happened with the UFC games. Like, they just try to be extra. It's like, we're going to give you realism. Lots of realism. And it's like, all right, that's great. But if I can't choke you out with you know with with a decent button combination like i under, i can understand if you don't want people to spam it but come on man terrible just terrible that's all i'm saying but um aside from that is there anything else you wanted to add yeah there were a few other games i wanted to mention please do uh, since we went on a tangent on <laughs> a tangent off of madden yep uh, where was it? I stopped at the sixth. Okay, on um, August twenty third, fans of Limbo who don't have an Xbox One or a PC because it's already out on those will be happy to know that the PlayStation Four will be getting Inside, which there is an article on RageWorks regarding that. Um, I do not know what this game is about. It just looks really, really creepy. And just like Limbo, it features a little boy running around. Oh, jeez! Being chased by horrible things. That's just well. Let me tell you, when I played Limbo, and this will be brief. I remember playing. I'm like, all right, so this kid's running around in the dark, and then you just like fell in like a bear trap, and like you got chopped in half. Or that giant freaking spider that just stabbed through his freaking chest. And I'm just like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Like that's what happened. Uh, aside from that, there are two very big games on August twenty third. Depending on what your preferences are, you may want one or both of them. First, is you know, if you've seen the articles I put out today, King of Fighters fourteen drops on um, the fourteenth, and if you on the fourteenth or the twenty third, right. If you're pre-ordering, you get, like, Classic Kyo, you get Nightmare Geese. Um, that may have been pre-ordered already. Some other, some other <laughs> DLC you get, but what'd you say? I said that may have already been pre-ordered. <laughs> <laughs> may, may, may have already happened. Oh, I, I didn't mean you. I oh, mean, no, I know. You're a given. Yeah, dude, I gotta, I gotta do it. You're talking about a guy who streamed... SNK Capcom SNK SVC Chaos. Like people are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh god, I still have that game. I was like, why are the graphics so terrible on this? <laughs> why does why does Ken have the <laughs> Afro? Though? It's a fun game. It's a fun game, but why does a game that's made for the Xbox look like it was made for the freaking Game Boy? 
Dude, somebody messaged me because of that Capcom Fighting Evolution stream I did, and they were like, yo, did Ryu just fight a dinosaur? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that 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 did happen. Yes. What else? And um, the other one is the start of Square Enix bid to take over the world. Uh, August twenty third, we have Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, which, if you are interested in that title and have never played Deus Ex: uh, Human Revolution, I am playing through that right now because I never played it and I'm very interested in Mankind Divided. So there are streams on the, the, um, the Rageworks Slick stream uh, playing through that game. It's, we're still pretty early on. So there's only two episodes in if you want to check those out. And I probably will have one tomorrow night. Not sure about that. Cause gotta get up early Saturday for suicide squad. Yeah. That's another discussion for us. Yep. And, um, yeah, there's a bunch of other games. Those are just the ones of note. Okay. And, um, the one other big thing tomorrow, actually, there's two other things of note, depending upon, again, what you play. Tomorrow will be the ace elusive target for Hitman, which, just like the rest of them, I will have a video up. Nice. Either sometime tomorrow or on Saturday, because I gotta work. And, um, sometime in August, Agent 47 will be traveling to Thailand for the fourth episode. Uh, we don't have a date on that, but it's probably, I would say it's more than likely going to be August 30th because they, they always do launch it on a Tuesday, just like everything else. And it probably would be the last, you know, the last week of the month. I pray to God it's not on the 23rd because I have so much going on game-wise on the 23rd. Which so, means it, it, it very well might be the 23rd. Yep. So Agent 47 is going to the Kumite, is what you're telling me, to assassinate Chong Li. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, he, he's, I don't know who he's going to. There's, there's, Tong Po. There is a music video out. Uh, Square Enix teamed up with a, an actual band. I forget their name, but they made a music video, and it's it's made in a way that you don't realize what's going on until the very end. It's like you see a lot of, you know, just pictures of, of areas in Thailand that look so realistic. And but because of the, the way it's colored, you think it's real. And then at the end, the very end of the video, you just happen to see this bald guy with a freaking barcode on his head. Oh, on the back of his head like holy shit they just dropped a freaking promo for freaking hitman nice very good i commend them for doing such a great job and keeping people so engaged i mean we you know the whole episodic thing is you know we have a love-hate relationship with it but man you got sucked in and and the game looks like you're having a good time you know yeah man it's like anybody who's on the fence for that game i tell them yo buy it and buy the full experience because you think about it. A lot of people bought the um, like the the first episode, which I think was fifteen bucks, and then they decide, you know, if I want more, we buy the episodes. They screw themselves out of the the bonus, which right. they'll still get right. it, but like at the end of the year. And it's like you buy games all the time. You spend sixty bucks to pop on games, and either you love it, you're like, this fucking game sucks, right? So 
spend the 60 bucks because despite all the complaints that are online about the game not doing this or not doing that, the game does not suck. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously despite, you know, the serious content. I mean, last week I freaking killed Gary Busey. Yep. And that man, there's a video online of somebody who just walked around and collected all of his um, his sound bites from that mission. You can find it on, you know, on YouTube. That is some classically insane, funny shit to listen to. Oh, there you go. Makes sense. Well, aside but, from that, um, yeah. So, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, aside from that, that's the that's the only other big thing, minus the stuff you mentioned, right? The new uh, Hitman installment this month. Yeah, I mean, actually, there's one other game I forgot because it wasn't on this list that I was looking at, and I put out an article for that yesterday. This game called Q, which is to me really cool because. <clears throat> Another stream I had put out this week was for Headlander, which uh, is a platform-style game. And I, I really love when when um, developers will make a platformer that really heralds back to, like, the NES days. You know, using new graphics, of course, but Headlander is amazing if you love old-school platformers. Okay. I'm, I'm still working on the review, but, you know, I, I, to let the cat out of the bag, buy it. Um, All right. The game Hue is it, it uses the mechanic of colors, and it one of the things that just really caught my my eye with that game is that it acknowledges that there's a bunch of people out there that are colorblind. Oh, very cool. Which you know would suck for them to want to play that game and not be able to play it because they can't. They don't know which colors to pick. Right. So they actually have a colorblind mode for the game. Wow, that's pretty awesome. That's very accommodating. That is super awesome. Like, I gave them props just for that. Like, I haven't touched the game because it's not out to touch yet. Right. That sounds so wrong. But <laughs> but it's so right. But just the fact that they did that, they, they get props from me. There you go. Anything that tries to accommodate people that, Otherwise, wouldn't be able to enjoy something. You know, you're going to get some kind of props from me. Makes that sense. That goes back to the thing that you were mentioning with the um, the autistic child. Yep. No, nah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's definitely a lot of stuff that you guys can expect. Uh, if you get a chance, like, just uh, send me via text the list of those games that you mentioned so I can put them in the show notes with the release dates. Sure. Uh, just got to... Not now, not now, not at this moment, but you know. No, I actually had most of them typed up. I oh, okay, did, cool. I didn't have Hugh in there. Awesome. Yeah, just send them over to me. Anything else you wanted to add? Nah, I'm, I'm done with games for now. There you go. All right, buddy, I appreciate the assist. Um, links to uh, Slick Stream on YouTube and his channel will be in the show notes, and I, he will be giving me a list of the games that we discussed along with release dates so you can have them on your radar throughout the month of August. All right, buddy. Thank you for the assist, as always. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. All right. That was our very own Slick. We're going to switch gears, jump into some entertainment, and I'm um, going to re-announce the contest for people that just joined in, and uh, let's get to it. Let's wrap up strong.
right. So first thing, before we jump into the entertainment news, at the top of the show, I mentioned our brand new Deadpool prize pack contest that we are doing in partnership with our friends at Ripped Apparel. Uh, the rules will be announced later on today once we wrap the show, but it is going to be a Deadpool prize pack, which is going to have merch that has this Deadpool Iron Maiden inspired design. Uh, you're going to get a tote bag right there. You're going to get a t-shirt with that design, size double XL, and also... We're going to have, I don't want to keep on rolling it because I don't want to mess it up, an art print of this same design as well, which is going to be great if you have space in your living room, bedroom, wherever you choose. You can hang up the Merc with the mouth. And in addition to that, we're going to put in some of our own prizes to add to the pool. Uh, we're going to add two Deadpool Pops. Here's one. Here's the other one. You guys can check them out. Pirate Deadpool and the Stingray um, from the Hot Topic Mystery Box. You're going to get those two. And to add to it, last but not least, I am going to throw in on my own a Blu-ray a, a Blu-ray copy of Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool film, which will be included with this prize pack. Um, something I didn't mention during the initial announcement, open to U.S. residents uh, no international residents, unfortunately, just because of shipping and insurance and duty free, et cetera, et cetera. Don't want to have to deal with that uh, duty free. Um, customs. Dude, I'm, I'm thinking airports. Customs. Don't want to deal with customs, any of that stuff. So U.S. residents. Contest goes live later today. Uh, it's going to run throughout the weekend and through next week. And on next Thursday's show, we will announce a winner. And... Um, you're going to have multiple ways to enter Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, maybe uh, it's going to be open to our RageWorks group uh, members as well. So you're going to have a couple of ways to do it. We're even going to probably do something on YouTube for the YouTube channel. If you subscribe and comment, uh, we'll probably make that an, a way to enter as well. So there you have it. Deadpool prize pack in partnership with our friends at ripped apparel. If you want to win a t-shirt, tote bag, print, two pops, and Deadpool on Blu-ray. Keep it locked to RageWorks.net for further information. All right, let's jump into this week's entertainment news. First off, want to open up with um, some news that is going to make people very sad, but we knew it was inevitable. Entertainment Weekly confirmed it. Uh, they spoke to the president of HBO Programming, uh, Casey Bloys, who confirmed that season eight of Game of Thrones will be the final season. So as many of you know, the recent episode, the reason, uh, bleh, the recent season of Game of Thrones season six wrapped uh, not that long ago. We did an awesome contest in celebration and um, there was rumors that there was going to be two seasons. Well, it's going to be two seasons with season eight being the last season. Um, if you want to know about the exploits of Westeros and Jon Snow and the Targaryens and, you know, all that stuff. If you haven't watched the show, definitely give it a watch. It's awesome. If you're into, you know, stuff like Willow, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, things of that nature, you probably will appreciate the work that goes into Game of Thrones. Um, in addition to that, like I said, you got two seasons. You can probably catch up over the next couple of weeks before the next season, which I believe is going to be summer 2017. So 
there you have it. Game of Thrones season eight will be the final season for the series. Let's talk box office totals. As a shocker to no one, Jason Bourne took the number one slot, earning $60 million, uh, knocking Star Trek Beyond to number two, which earned an additional $24 million, bringing its grand total thus far to $105.7 million. Bad Moms debuted at number three, bringing in $23.4 million, followed by The Secret Life of Pets, Lights Out, which was number five, Ice Age Collision Course, which was number six, Ghostbusters, which was number seven, Nerve was eight, Finding Dory was nine, and The Legend of Tarzan came in in the number 10 slot. It's funny because, you know, Secret Life of Pets was racking up at the box office, tumbled all the way down to the number four slot. But the fact that the film has earned, and here's the kicker, $296.2 million is enough to give Universal Pictures ample incentive to create a sequel, which, according to IGN, uh, the sequel is expected to be released in 2018. As of the as of now, uh, the Secret Life of Pets grand total is 403.3 million, uh, million dollars, with a budget of only 75 million. Super profitable. Universal, of course, racking racking it up, and um, you're getting a sequel for the film in 2018. Now it's been a while. I'm a little rusty, but we have. Some what the fuck movie news. If you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you knew that there were certain movies that kind of fell into a particular genre. And, you know, when it to, when when it comes to horror movies, I want to say, you know, movies like Munchies, Ghoulies, Critters, they were all in that same, you know, little hellish creatures trying to take over the world type scenario. Then, of course, you had uh, the bug movies like Nest with the Cockroaches, Night of the Creeps. Etc. Etc. So, you know, I'm I'm going into this because there was also a period where we were doing uh, comedies with, you know, romantic. Uh, let me let me put it in a way that makes perfect sense. Movies that involved individuals falling in love with things or people they shouldn't. Uh, for example, Mannequin, which had a sequel, Mannequin Two, uh, Date with an Angel, another one. And, of course, Splash. Now, the reason I'm talking about these films is because Splash in particular, many of you who aren't familiar with the film, had Tom Hanks, John Candy, Daryl Hannah, and basically uh, Tom Hanks' character, when he was young, fell in the, fell in the water. Uh, I forgot the, the circumstances that led to it. He, he fell in the water. He was saved by a mermaid. Uh, fast forward years later. Uh, mermaid reconnects with kid with kid now grown up that she saved falls in love with him uh, comes out of the water uh, is able to get legs etc etc you know wash rinse and repeat happily ever after mermaid ends up with guy everybody walks out end of story so you're probably asking yourself why is rich talking about these old fucking movies well it's because Disney is doing a remake of Splash. And not just a remake of Splash, but here's the kicker. According to Deadline, Channing Tatum will be playing the mermaid, or in this case, the merman, that Daryl, you know, which was the role made famous by Daryl Hannah in the original 1984 film. Jillian Bell will be playing Tom Hanks' role of the person who encounters the mer person as a child and falls in love with them after the two reunite as adults. 
The original film, for those of you that don't know, was directed by Ron Howard. Um, it's here's the thing. It, it, it's it's funny because I said to myself, so basically you're doing a movie where you're going to try your hardest to ensure that Channing Tatum is shirtless as much as humanly possible. Got it. So um, here's the thing. 21 Jump Street. They did it. I thought it was going to be complete dog shit. It was it was passable shit. It had it had amusing moments. Obviously, it wasn't like oh my god, this movie's amazing. It was it was funny. There were genuinely funny moments. Did did it need a sequel? No, but the sequel didn't take itself seriously, and those guys looked like they were having a blast. Um, you know, it, it, I look at that, and it, this is just the beginning of, of a trend because I know that um, what the hell's that girl's name? Uh, the Australian girl. Shit. Uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson is going to be in a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Now, that's another movie which, if you were, you know, 80s and 90s, that movie got a lot of airtime, whether it was on Channel 11 or Comedy Central. But Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Michael Caine um, was a film that definitely, you know, it, it was it was well-received and iconic in many circles. Well, that's getting a remake and um, Rebel Wilson is going to star in it. Like I said, the original had Steve Martin and Michael Caine. Now we're going to have Rebel Wilson involved. And the film is going to focus on two female con artists ta- targeting a rich tech prodigy. So now it looks like we're just going to take all those old movies from the 80s. We did the, the 80s TV shows. Now we're going to do the 80s movies. And we're going to remake them in the hopes that we can we can just fill our coffers with a little bit more with a little bit more change. Rebel Wilson, people, you know, people think she's super funny. I think she's okay. I think that Hollywood likes to take advantage and make as much uh, fat fat girl humor at her expense as humanly possible. And I think that's a crutch. Uh, they did that for for a long time with Melissa McCarthy until they realized, wow, she's fucking funny. We don't need to do that. But um. You know, Hollywood seems to be high on Rebel Wilson. I don't think she's that funny. I mean, she played a character named Fat Amy in uh, Pitch Perfect. Like, like, and 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 she was okay with that. Like, not 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 sold. But in any case, uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is getting a remake, and so is Splash. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention, um, we know the Harry Potter universe is extremely profitable. We also know that we're going to get Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. What I didn't know, and it was news to me, is that we're going to get more than one film. We're actually on tap to get three. Uh, they're going to do a second. They're going to do a second part, which will be released 2018, and a third part that will be released in 2020. So, if you thought that you were done with Harry Potter, besides obviously the Cursed Child, which just which just came out. Know that you're now going to get uh, a new trilogy of films that are going to take place in that same universe. I, I mean, I've seen the trailers. They look cool. Um, I've always thought that the Harry Potter films were, were very enjoyable. Uh, the books, you know, I read maybe the first book. I know that my wife read all of them. And I didn't get to finish watching all the movies. I think I stopped at the one with Sirius Black. So I'm definitely behind but the movies were always good. It was just one of those things where I never got around to watch them. But Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them definitely looks awesome. The effects look out of this world. And 
I think that, you know, J.K. Rowling is going to have a lot more money being put into her bank account when this film comes out. In some small screen news, I'm sad to report that Powers, which was the TV show based on the comic book by Brian Michael Bendis, has been canceled. For many of you that weren't aware, Powers was airing originally on Crackle for a short time, then on the PlayStation Network. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis made the announcement via Twitter. Um, I was sad to hear that only because... You know, Sony went out of their way to talk about, oh, we're going to do original content and we're going to do original programming and blah, 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 blah. And you do that. You bring out this show. It's good. It's it's pretty it's pretty good. Close to the source material. And then it just you don't promote it. You don't do anything with it. And it was inevitable that it was it was destined to fail. I mean, Sony originally went out of their way to announce powers, but I always felt that they didn't really promote that that offering correctly i mean it aired on the playstation on you know on playstation plus on the psn and they didn't really there weren't no tv commercials there wasn't any incentive for people to sign up to to watch the series um is it the end you never know i think you know netflix has been doing a hell of a job lately with you know marvel's properties and picking up some other stuff uh powers is actually a marvel title which is put out through through icon which is their creator-owned brand on Marvel. So you never know. We may get to see Powers uh, you know, on Netflix or maybe Hulu in the future. But as of right now, if you are a fan of the series, I am sad to report that Season 2 was, in fact, the last season. I got to talk a little bit about Transformers. You know, We know that, that Michael Bay is working on Transformers The Last Night, and um, people have been releasing footage, footage and pictures and photos and stuff. And we've been seeing some Autobots, some potential designs, you know, the return of Megatron, a couple of Decepticons that many people enjoyed are coming back. Well, a new addition is an Autobot that if you watch the Transformers movie and later on the cartoon, you will know this Autobot all too well. And that, my friends, is Hot Rod. As many of you know, Hot Rod um, was a character that was loved and hated by many uh, for different reasons. Uh, obviously, if you watch the animated series, you know that he was responsible for uh, the fate that befell Optimus Prime. I don't want to spoil it if you've never seen the animated film. But in any case, later on, he ended up becoming leader of the Autobots, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, turned into a transforming Winnebago or whatever the fuck that was, a camper. It's just bullshit. Uh, but in any case, Hot Rod is joining the cast of the Transformers last night film. Uh, he is being written in this film as a, uh, a brother in arms to Bumblebee. So I don't know how that's going to work, but it's interesting that there, you know, it took four films for them to dig into that mythology and pull out some of those characters. Curious to see what they're going to have him transform into, because if you guys watch the original cartoon, uh, Hot Rod used to transform into a very cool looking sports car and then. Obviously, when he became uh, a prime, Rodimus Prime, for those of you that aren't familiar with Transformers, he turned into the, you know, the transforming minivan. So um, whatever that was, minivan, Winnebago, battle camper, I, I don't even know what to call that thing. Um, Slick, help me out. What do you think was the, the, the form that Rodimus Prime had? Was it a camper? Was it, you know, I, I, I can't even tell you. I remember growing up, there used to be the guys that used to put the camper on the pickup truck. They used to call that a pop-up. Um, 
you know, that was one of the names for it because, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, popped up out of the bed of the truck. But I don't know, man. I need I need somebody who can answer that for me. If you are a longtime Transformers fan and you can tell me exactly what was that vehicle that that Rodimus Prime transformed into, uh, fuck it. I'll find something to give you. And I mean genuine. I mean like like make and model of what that vehicle was supposed to be. No joke. I'll find something. I'll give you something. I'll look for, I'll buy you a transformer at that rate. But in any case, I'm curious to see what the alt mode is going to be for uh, transformers last night. Obviously, you know that transformers in addition to being, you know, Michael Bay explodo fest is also a glorified car commercial where they showcase the, the, the latest and greatest, the best and brightest automobiles on the market. So obviously hot rod having, uh, such a such a cool sounding name. You got to turn him into something awesome. The question is what? You know, Bumblebee's already got the Camaro locked down. Uh, Barricade is the Mustang for the Decepticons. You know, you got one guy that turns into the Vet already. Uh, you got a couple of guys that turn into some of the other sports cars. So you got to find you got to find something out of this world to turn him into if you're trying to to really make the character have a presence on screen. You never know. They may have him on screen for five seconds and he may get killed off, but still. Um, you know, if you're bringing a hot rod into the movie, please make him transform into something awesome. That's all I'm saying. All right. With that, one last piece of news to wrap things up. Uh, we have found a Luthor for the Supergirl TV series. As many of you know, uh, Supergirl moved to the CW after being on CBS. And with the move to the CW comes some changes in terms of filming, casting, etc. Plus, of course, there's the introduction of Superman. But... The other introduction, which was interesting, was one that I was hoping would happen, and it what, and it hasn't yet, which was that of Lex Luthor. But it turns out that Lex Luthor's sister, Lena, has been cast. Katie McGrath will be playing her, and um, she will be in the series. Now, uh, the way that the character is being written is that, obviously, she is the sister of Lex Luthor, and she's trying to, you know, distance herself from her brother's criminal activities. So... We're already acknowledging that Lex Luthor is a villain, that Superman, you know, deals with him and that his sister's trying to carve her own way, which may or may not put her at odds with Supergirl. So uh, I definitely commend the CW of what they're doing. They're trying to create something unique with Supergirl and integrate as much of the Superman mythology as possible. Um, I got to I got to commend them for, you know, doing such a great job with the small screen universe, uh, tying everything together bringing in so many different characters, giving certain characters that weren't as cool, just a, 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 re, a refresh, making them look better, making them engaging, making people give a damn about them. And um, all we need now is Batman. That's it. All we need to see is Batman show up on a show or Bruce Wayne to show up on a show. And I'd be, I'd be good. I mean, we got Superman popping up on Supergirl and maybe he'll pop up on Arrow or the Flash, but we, we definitely... Um, Definitely need the Dark Knight in there in some capacity. I'd like to. I'd actually like to see, even if it's brief, maybe you know, do the uh, the foot race. I mean, they did it with Supergirl and the Flash, but the most iconic foot race is Superman and the Flash. You know, which was on the cover of a couple of books. So, I mean, like I said, they did it with Supergirl. They actually recreated that iconic cover for a poster. But I'd love to see Superman and the Flash mix it up for sure, just to just to see how the chemistry works. But in any case. Uh, that that last bit of casting news is uh, what's going to wrap up the entertainment segment for this week. And with that, 
let's wrap up the show, shall we? I've given you guys my take on gaming and entertainment. Slick has too. And um, as always, we'd love to hear your take. Feel free to reach out to RageWorks and My Take Radio via a couple of different social media platforms. On Facebook, you can become a fan, facebook.com forward slash official RageWorks. You can also join the RageWorks Facebook group, interact with myself and the rest of the RageWorks staff and also fellow listeners of the shows and readers on the site. Uh, we do contests. We talk about you know everything we talk about on air and a couple of other things in between. In addition, of course, if you're a Twitter user, you can find My Take Radio on Twitter at My Take Radio, or you can follow RageWorks at Rage underscore Works. If you're on Snapchat, you can find us there. Just punch in RageWorks on Instagram. You can follow RageWorks on Instagram, just RageWorks. Finally, I actually got to secure RageWorks on Instagram. We do have some boards on Pinterest if you're into that, and we still have a presence on Google+. As for this show and any of our previous shows, you can find audio versions on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And video versions are on our official YouTube channel, um, youtube.com forward slash official rage works. Join us next Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, hopefully, fingers crossed, for the MMA and wrestling edition of My Take Radio. On behalf of myself, Slick, and the rest of the MTR and RageWorks crew, thank you guys for tuning in. Our Deadpool contest will go live later today. Awesome Deadpool prize pack to recap. Uh, T-shirt with this design. Tote bag. Print. We're doing a a poster. Uh, Two Deadpool pops you can see behind me. And a copy of Deadpool on Blu-ray. Contest goes live later today. We'll run through the weekend into next week with the winner being announced on the gaming and entertainment edition of My Take Radio, which would be uh, episode 360. Wow, we're at 360 already. Very cool. In any case, thank you guys for tuning in and checking us out. As always, feel free to reach out. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, mtrhost.mytakeradio.com or rich at rageworks.net. If you want to advertise either on our site, rageworks.net, or on air, or on any of our shows, same emails, rich at rageworks.net or mtrhost at mytakeradio.com. Thank you guys for watching. I'm out of here. See you next week. Peace. I'm rich, bitch. That's all, folks.